Five ways to be better business partners for your SEO clients with Jake Gauntley. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. How much time do you take to better understand your clients' businesses? Are you just a service provider or are you a true business partner? That's what we're discussing today with a man whose previous professions include musician, smoothie maker and unwitting black hat SEO. He's been at Reprise Digital in London since 2017, currently leading a team that runs global SEO activity for household name brands. A warm welcome to the In Search SEO podcast, Jake Gauntley. Hello, thank you very much for having me today. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Jake, where you can find Jake over at reprisedigital.co.uk. So Jake, how do you become an unwitting black hat SEO? So I I responded to a job ad on, I think it was on Gumtree while I was at university, and it was someone being very vague, saying that they needed help with their website. Um, and I was doing multimedia journalism degree, so I thought that sounds easy enough. And then I didn't really know what SEO was too much back then and then they just got us doing um, a lot of like like they had a, a whole network of sites so it was article spinning and and linking between the two to try and influence page rank and stuff like that and yeah I didn't really know what I was doing to be honest and then I got a an internship at an SEO agency and I was explaining it and the head of SEO there was like don't tell anybody this <laughs> you're not supposed to be doing this this and that's when I kind of realized what I was doing well, I mean, article spinning and things like that. I, back in the day, I would maybe say that it was great. Um, you you weren't doing things like cloaking at all, were you? No, it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that serious. Uh, it was yeah, also <laughs> article spinning, interlinking between all the different websites and stuff like that. So, yeah, not too bad, but certainly not. Um, certainly not. Not pure white. Fully legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, today you're sharing five ways to be better business partners for your SEO clients. So, starting off, number one. Is SEO definitely the right choice for them? Yes, exactly. I think, you know, first and foremost, when you're responding to a client's brief or ask or something like that, we shouldn't always try to fit a a square peg into a round hole. I think if you're clear with the client up front and on agreeing an objective of what they want to achieve, that certainly helps. And, you know, if that objective is much more short-term bottom bottom of the funnel activity, for example, then I think you've got to be open and honest that maybe SEO alone isn't the right choice for them. You know, maybe does it make sense to invest more of that budget towards PPC, for example? And don't just take money for SEO for the sake of it, because, you know, if you know that, you know, SEO is more of a long-term game, they want short-term results, I think further down the line, you're going to be having difficult questions with the client about, you know, why aren't we seeing the results that they expected? So, I mean, I guess that's a slightly easier approach to take if you work in a large agency and you do have other services that you can offer. You've got paid search teams that work just beside you and perhaps you can pass clients to them. Yeah. Is that a reasonable approach to take if you're an independent SEO consultant and SEO is all you do? I mean, do you try and find something that's relevant for a client or do you really say, actually, SEO is not right for you at the moment, go away and uh, come back in a year? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying abandon SEO completely. 
But if you are kind of independent, you know, freelance or consultant or something like that, hopefully you will have, you know, trusted people that you work with across paid search or, or other channels that you could perhaps recommend. And you could be saying like, you know, absolutely, we can go in, we can do this, this and this for you. But if you want, you know, these quicker short term results, I know someone great who you could recommend. And if you've got that trusted network of people that you can recommend, and it can also work the other way. You know, if if you work with a, a PPC consultant and they know, you know, actually it sounds like you need, you know, some audit on, on your website and they can recommend you, then hopefully it can work that way. I mean, I know, absolutely, I am blessed to be able to work in an agency that does all of this. So we're not necessarily taking that revenue out of the business, you know, but ultimately I think being honest with clients about that like hopefully if you give that client a recommendation that actually ppc is going to be more valuable for you at this time if they go away run ppc activity make a ton of money you know it puts you as like a a trusted partner because you have done what is right for the client even if that means you know taking their money elsewhere and then hopefully in the future you know, the, the client trusts you, they can come back and that could lead to more business for you because you've built up that trust, even if it is, you know, taking money elsewhere. Yeah, that's a great tip, actually, about um, partnering with other digital professionals to deliver services that you don't deliver yourself. Because if you partner with the top ones, the more important ones, um, paid search, perhaps social media advertising, conversion rate optimization content, and you've got partnerships um, that can deliver those services, perhaps you can even actually arrange some kind of um, signing on fee or percentage of the services that they can provide. And then, of course, if you trust them, if you've got a good relationship with that third party provider, then they can perhaps refer the client back to you once they're ready for SEO. Exactly. Yeah. And I think ultimately as well, like having that relationship, it it means you've got your back in that, you know, you're not just recommending anyone Like you know, the best people that you want, want that client to work with. So yeah, as well as having the benefit of hopefully you get business back from them, it also means that hopefully you're not recommending a client to someone who does a bad job. So the number two way of um, being a better business partner for your SEO client is making all digital media more efficient. Yes, exactly. And to be honest, I think as SEOs, we're probably doing a lot of this already. However, maybe the the tip here should be kind of shouting about it more. So if you think of, you know, all the different types of audits that you might do across SEO, so whether it's, you know, content relevancy audits, um, things like, you know, technical SEO, which leads to UX improvements or engagement improvements, you know, page speed, core web vitals, all that kind of stuff. Overall, you know, while that is beneficial for SEO, we are creating a better website experience. So, if you know someone is driving traffic through paid media to that website, they are still going to see the benefits of an improved website experience, which has been done with SEO in mind. But there's that kind of knock-on effect. So, you know, for example, you know, if you're doing you know page speed improvements or core vitals improvements, and you can tie that to an improved conversion rate, increased time on site, things like that. Organic search isn't the only channel that's going to benefit from that. So I think it's more so like shouting about it and making the client aware that, look, although this is going to benefit SEO, we're also going to see a knock-on impact um, across all channels. And if you are paying to send people to this website, 
and then that traffic is more engaged, they've got a higher conversion rate, then the media spend that the client is spending to get those people to the website is going to be spent more efficiently because they're going to get more out of that. And number three, using SEO data to answer their bigger brand or industry questions. Yes, exactly. And this is one that I I love doing with clients, to be honest. I'm I'm a massive advocate for kind of the power of search data and using it as a, a barometer for market trends or brand insights and things like that. So it can help to explain changes in consumer behavior as well as kind of brand interest or competitor interest. I don't think search data alone can answer that, but using search volumes as, like I say, a kind of barometer into what people are searching and ultimately what people are thinking because we're in that point now in the world where search engine use is so ingrained in everyone's life that as soon as someone thinks of something, they're probably going to search for it at some point pretty soon. So we can then use you know, search volume data, trends analysis, things like that to get insights into how our audiences are thinking. So, you know, it might be looking at product category search volumes and identifying if there's any trends or, for example, particular products that are more popular this year than last year. And then using analytics data to say, right, well, we are seeing performance increases in this area. We know that more people are searching for this or vice versa. You know, if a particular product category is down quite significantly year on year, and we can then tie that to like, look, there is a change in the market where people are searching for this product less. So it kind of helps to to back up, you know, performance-related things that you're seeing within analytics. But then you can also then try and tie it into, you know, real world as well. So like physical stores, for example. So if you've got a client who has physical locations across the UK, let's say, and a particular store is, you know, not making as much money as it was last year, And then you can use search volume data and tie that to specific locations around the UK. You can help to say like, right, well, actually interest for our brand or our products in this area is lower than it was last year. And again, I'm not saying this is going to give you a definitive answer for everything that you need to know. But when you use kind of search data in this way, alongside other data sources and consumer insights and things like that, it can be a really powerful tool for people like for businesses and especially for people who maybe don't always interact with the SEO team. So you can give these insights to your client contact, they can take it away, share it internally. And through that, our search trends reports have made their way up to global CEOs before because we've been identifying changes in the marketplace and it's been really valuable for clients to have that. And number four, being honest when it's time to pivot strategy or resource. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So clients are paying good money for for your time or an SEO's time. And we absolutely owe it to them to use it wisely. So it's our responsibility to to be honest with them if we think there is a better use of SEO time or resource. This could be, you know, changing a strategy that maybe isn't getting the results that you'd wanted. Or it could be you know, scrapping a plan and using that resource for something different because of a change of objective or a change of plans. So for example, on the strategy side, you know, if you're testing some specific changes to like a a landing page template or optimizations and you do a test batch and it's not really seeing the results that you'd expected, being open and honest to say like, right, maybe we should try 
X, you know, try, try something different. Obviously, having the data to back that up, you know, if you whatever your KPIs that you're tracking for that, you can take this to the client and you can say, this isn't having the impact that we expected. And I think with, as SEOs, you know, we don't know exactly what is going to work every time. I mean, if we knew Google's algorithm exactly, we would just, you know, click with fingers, do that and see the results. So a lot of it is testing and learning. But I think if something that you're testing isn't going right, you know, you've got to have the honesty to just put your hands up and say, right, what what else can we try? And then I suppose the other side of that is using your time and your resource on something different. So an example of this would be we recently had a client who, who came to us and said, right, We've had this new brand tone of voice guideline come through. We've got to rewrite all of the content on our website by this date next year. Obviously, we're winding down in terms of what we had planned for the rest of the year, but we essentially had to put our foot on the brakes for SEO because rewriting the whole content of a website is going to, you know, th- there's a lot of Im- potential impacts for SEO. So we kind of stopped what we had planned for the rest of the year and reassessed how we could use that resource to help the content creation team, the, the, the external agency that are doing that, to make sure it's a success for SEO. You know, we're not just going to stick to the plan that we had if there's a better use of our time, which is, you know, hopefully going to make sure that this is a success. Bringing us up to number five, exploring internal processes and working to make them more efficient. Yes, exactly. So this last one can maybe be a little bit more difficult. Obviously, you don't want to step on any toes at a, a, a in a client's business and you know sometimes the truth can hurt if things aren't working well you know you, you don't know the reasons behind why processes aren't working well or why they're not running smoothly at a company so you do have to approach this one carefully but the crux of it is you know you, you should want to make your client contacts life you want to make their life easier and you also want to make things more efficient and run smoothly so we can see results quicker. So things like, you know, internal sign-off processes, processes for getting feedback on recommendations or lines of communications with people like a PR team or a development team. Just if you know that, or if you feel like it isn't running as smoothly or as efficiently as it can be, being, you know, upfront with the client saying, look, is there any way that we can make this simpler for you? You know, phrase it as we want to help you here and then find a way that, you know, you could be offering to have direct lines of communications with specific people, but looping the client in. So they're not being the middle person anymore, but they're still involved in the conversations. It could be establishing, you know, document templates for specific deliverables so that, you know, it gives the development team or the website managers exactly what they need without having to like sift through SEO documents and ultimately just trying to find a way that we can make our recommendations or documents get to the person we need them to and kind of land quicker. So yeah, it it can be a little bit of a difficult one to initiate and you might not always be able to do it, but I think at least offering to try and make things more efficient and like I say, make people's lives easier is a good thing. Let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? Yes, so uh, I've tried to tie this one into the general theme of, of my talk today. So I'm going with defining a clear objective with your client upfront to be able to focus your energy 
on. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge project up front. It can just be, you know, an hour or two sat down with the client and really honing in on what they want to achieve with the SEO activity. And then with that, you know, if any ad hoc requests come up as part of the SEO project, you can speak with the client and be like, does this actually help us get to where we want to be? And therefore, you're, you're saving effort on the things that aren't going to get you the results that you want. And, you know, it saves you the effort on unnecessary tasks. And it just focuses the time that you do have on achieving that bigger objective. I've been your host, Eva Bain. You can find Jake Gauntley over at reprisedigital.co.uk. Jake, thanks so much for being on the Insert SEO podcast. Thanks, David. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. Yeah.